0: Spinner's Lit Pinball Podcast. Tonight's episode is episode 62, Ball Eat Shark. It's inconceivable. I'm your host, Spencer. And with me, as always, are my co-host, Dan. Hey, what's going on, folks? Mark. Hey, everyone. And our special guest host back is Eric Seifert. Welcome, Eric. hey It's good to have you back. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always, always good to have you guys back. It's uh, February 2024, and uh, we got some cool stuff to talk about tonight. Um, Dan, I'm going to let you, like, you know, grab the steering wheel and, and take us uh, into the show. Uh, so, uh, you had a really neat topic idea of the experience of pinball.
1: Yeah, I think that... Uh- I was talking about this with, with the guys before the show. And we thought, you know, we might want to share our opinions with you guys on this, or at least have you share yours with ours. But I don't know if anybody uh, noticed, but recently there was a big game announcement uh, for Jaws. Any, anybody hear about that?
2: Heard something I about yeah, Maybe, it. maybe mm-hmm. something
1: about it. Right. And, and there was a Does little controversy because I don't know if anyone's ever seen the Jaws movie. But a big part of that movie is uh, that a shark eats people. <laughs> oh,
3: I thought
1: I thought it was a dude from from James Bond. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, Mark's got James Bond. If you want to talk about that, he loves that game. Um, oh, okay. And then when the gig do, game came out, sure. it 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 has the shark in it, and it turns out to have all the actors, and everybody's really happy about that. It's got assets and 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 pictures and everything, but the. Uh, there is no part in the game, at least not in the physical game, because it 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 is in a it is in a mode, right? Mark a back glass or a uh, a display mode where the shark eats people. Correct.
2: Uh, I haven't seen it oh, Why You're saying the Correct. shark
4: did eat people. Well, yeah, the shark eats people, the but um, yeah,
2: you see yeah, the shark yeah of course. People? Well, but does he eat the ball? No.
4: I don't know. We have to talk (laughs) about that. Let's let's find out. So everybody lost
1: their damn mind because at no point in the game does, does the physical shark toy, which is, which is a bash toy on the premium and Ellie and a, uh, a uh, static, you know, just figurine on the pro eat the ball. And then it turns out that some like genius modder, uh, called Interactive Pinball, who's been doing uh, a lot of mods that that do some fundamental changes to the game. He fixed that. He made a mod for the Pro where where the shark eats the ball, and and that's a quandary I think for a lot of people because it it changes it changes aspects of the game. It changes the way that the game plays. It changes the the designer's original intention, but it it addresses the fact that something that the game didn't do that so many people wanted it to do, now the game can do. And I was just wondering, how does everybody feel about, you know, pinball these days, where is it more important to you that the game has experiences where you get to see things happen that that maybe you expect to happen or maybe you'd be delighted to see happen? Or is it more important to you that the game shoots well because Elwin's official explanation was just straight out. Like we couldn't figure out a way to do it and still have the game shoot well. And so we decided Mm -hmm. not to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, I get that. I can get behind that. I can understand that. But at the same time, like, I would be lying if I said I was disappointed that there wasn't, you know, a part where, you know, you got to to either, you know, try to shoot the the ball into the shark's mouth so that you could you could, you know, spoiler alert. You know, you could kill it like at the end of the movie or a part where, you know, the shark eats the ball to simulate, you know,
4: the shark eating people or, or eating objects. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, you have a good point there, Dan, about experience versus shots, right? Is that what we're pretty much getting well, just at? Kind like, kind
2: of the, the how pinball well experience
4: shoot? in general. Like, you know, what what are you looking
1: for to happen in your pinball machine and how do you feel about when people are 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 making changes to it? Or, you know, how do you feel when, when something that you thought a game should absolutely do is denied? I mean the, the experience of pinball I think is to a lot of modern pinball fans maybe more important even than how the pinball plays. But then you have the other side of the coin, you have competitive players or, or, you know, just, just straight shooters who like the gameplay is going to be more important than than anything, you know, combos and shots and, and, uh, makeability and stuff like that. So, you know, what's, what's most important, important to you.
4: Well, for me, what's most important is definitely gameplay. I really like when I see how a game shoots. And I'm going to tell you, like we said before, in the last couple of months, when we heard about Jaws coming out and then we saw it and we saw the reveal and we saw the stream, I noticed that uh, I could not really properly judge until I play it. And that's usually what it, the way it should be, for sure, that we don't have to judge right away until we actually play the game. And I know Pinside gets on that bandwagon when they're always bitching and complaining about things and having no, no evidence of actually playing the game. So I like, it's entertaining. I like looking at people and seeing, you know, what their perspective is and you see both sides and, and it's interesting what their arguments are, but at the same time, really it boils down to how it shoots first. Second is how the rules are implemented when you make those shots. And number three is the experience, but the experience can be achieved from the gameplay. If there are important media aspects, including video sound and lights that combine to make an experience where you're feeling like you're a shark hunter. And that is how I see it when I play it is that it, gives me that experience of on an adventure, kind of like Jurassic park where you had to save the people here. You're kind of saving the people in a way, but you're, 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 you're pretty much eliminating sharks as a shark hunter. And, uh, obviously there's ways that it's going to flip later on when they do more advanced code. But from playing the game, I had an opportunity to play in LA last night and I remember Elman saying in the background or in his in podcasts, various ones that they made the choice to have the, the shark appear to come out of the water faster than what they had originally planned, having it as an elevator where it would just go in the mouth and then it would drop down and it would come up slowly. And I see where they're getting because the way they designed it, how it comes out on an angle. At first I was like oh it just pops up from under a boat but the way they have it come up on an angle it really does look like it's coming out of the water and it's pretty impressive. The other thing I like about it with the experience is bashing the hell out of it. It's fun because it you don't you don't have to feel forced to try to make it eat the ball. But then on the other hand there was an instance where the ball got stuck on the side of the shark. Right. And and what was really wild about it is It it had to do a ball search and that might be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you perceive that. But what was really cool to see is that it looked like the ball was getting dragged down underneath the water when it did the ball search and then the ball disappeared. And I'm like, well, there you go. It ate the ball. No, it didn't go in the mouth, but it did get pulled down, just like what you see in the movie when they pull the victims down you know, when the, when the shark pulls them by the legs and then pulls them under the water and that girl goes, Ooh, you know, going underneath where the buoy is. That's how I felt when that ball was going underneath. I was like, this is really cool. And then of course it, it went back up and it went back into play, but I was like, well, there was an opportunity where it didn't, it did kind of slow gameplay down. So I'm thinking, well, if that happened all the time and you shot it into the mouth, then it would be like, oh, you got to wait till it comes back somehow. And maybe they could have designed it better to have it faster to get returned to your flippers and stuff. But I see why they made that choice. And I have to say that playing the LE with the flow and just being able to bash it and then have it go disappear, it really is effective. And it definitely, even though it didn't eat the ball like people wanted, I have to say that the experience is there. And it is just a fricking fun game. There's no doubt you, about it. I mean, it is too, super fun. Right? I played a pro too. And a pro is just as good if I'm not, a, uh, I mean, yes, the glitz and glamor of it is amazing. The way that they did the side art is nothing I've ever seen before. It um, like normal ones, you see it where it has that bright look to it, but it almost had a shimmering look on the side. Like you're looking under the water. I can't explain it until you see it in person it's really impressive and then the the trim that they used the white that color that they chose looks really nice and and pictures never do it justice until you see it in person but it was it was very nicely done and then the back glass was instead of having it the like the old jaws art for the poster it still had that but it had accents around it so it had more of like a, a like a black outline around the letters And it kind of had that mirror look to it. Really impressive. The other thing I liked about it for experience, and no one else noticed this until I I played it and I saw somebody else playing it, is the speaker kit that comes with it uh, with the expression lighting that's around the speakers. That does interact with the game because when you hit the chum bucket, the speaker lights flash red and then it shows uh, uh, like blue around the edges of the of the speaker and it keeps filling in all the way around the circle matching the amount of lighting that is around the fin that pops up
3: oh that's cool Cool. that
4: is cool because you see it and then all of a sudden it it flashes so you know you hit the chum bucket and then it like i said it it shows it with it increasing so you can see how far you are to hitting the chum bucket when you can start a multi-ball really cool. And the other thing that's neat is it's not just red and and blue, but when you finish a, uh, a bounty and you get the multi-ball, it turns blue and green. So it matches with all the inserts around the play field really done well. Uh, I was impressed. And like I said, the, the assets are great and it's, it's Elwin Elwin. I'm telling you right now he's it's going to be just as good as Godzilla as more and more people play this.
2: It's it is super fun. So, yes, the experience is totally there.
4: Absolutely. It's it's uh it, it's it's amazing how they do the the soundtrack too because you have the the sound and it starts off, you know, with the typical dun 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 dun, but then you have the other parts of the score in the movie and it progressively gets more intense as you get through the modes, the way that they use the assets. I don't think this game would have been as good if they didn't have all the assets from the movie. It just fits so well. And when you have the opportunity to start the multi-ball with the barrels, the barrels, you know, they get in the video, they show the barrels getting getting pulled off from the boat and everything when they hit them with the harpoon. And then, you know, um, Richard Dreyfus is on there. He's like, now, 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 you know, and you're just—it's so intense because you're trying to hit that fin, and then you don't. You're know, like, "Oh man, I got to do it again." It's just that one more game appeal. It's Alan knocked it out of the park. I'm telling you, people are gonna love this game. More and more people play it for sure. And like I said, the jaw, the pro doesn't really miss anything in gameplay. So if you're looking for a budgeted version of that game, the pro is totally sufficient. Regarding the upper play field, it's very satisfying when you hit that reel but I don't think it's that necessary. It really doesn't need to be in there. So those are my thoughts.
0: Okay, uh, cool. No, that's cool. Um, So on the experience of pinball, when Dan talked about it, it made me think of something else. um, Cause we talked about this before about, you know, um, like the shark eating the ball thing. I go back to the, uh, a couple of games, like the original Jurassic park where the dinosaur ate the ball. But we also have to look at the time frame, and and there weren't a lot of people collecting pinball machines at that time. So you go to your pizza place, your arcade, wherever, and you play that game for the first time, you see the di- the T-Rex eat the ball. And you're like, okay, uh, wow, that's really cool. And then you tell your friends at school or work or whatever, and they go play it, and you go back and play it again, and you'd have that experience. And, and the lighting and the sound all played into that. Um, you know, there's plenty of games like that, uh, that I can think of, um, you know, there's Jurassic Park, um, there's, uh, um, fun house, you know, Rudy following the ball with his eyes and taunting you and where, uh, you know, where he coughs up the ball. Um, you know, there's the sinking ship from, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. There's the. The uh yeah, you know, Doctor Who, you know, there there's there's tons of games that have those those moments, you know, and and the lighting can be a huge part of it. Uh the uh the stern Indiana Jones is like that with multi ball with the lighting and the Ark of the Covenant where it opens and tips out and pours out all the balls. So you have those moments um of that pinball experience and go, oh, I had that experience. I killed Kenny, whatever. But then I think more. And more with the, and this is what's weird because more people now have pinball in their homes. I think a lot of the people pissing and moaning about the shark not eating the ball are people that have it in their home. It's like, okay, is it more for the experience, like Dan said, of just oh having that moment, or like with the deep rules in the gameplay? Because if the rules are really shallow, um, typical game I think of from the past like El um, Scared Stiff, one of my favorite games to shoot. That thing shoots like butter. I love the call-outs. I love everything about that game, but it doesn't have a very deep role set. So having it at home for a long time, especially if you only have one or two games, that's probably going to get stale real but fast. But it has great moments. Um, that's
1: has, that's, great that's moments. kind of the thing. Like like what Mark was saying about Jaws, I mean, wasn't really what I was going for. Obviously, Jaws is is going to be a great game, right? Mm-hmm. It's a Keith Elwin the guy, you know, is, is, is basically doing no wrong. You know, it, it's a, a loved theme that, that, that people want to play. Um, and to me, like, I think that when they said, Hey, everyone's doing Jaws," we all knew Jaws was going to be a great game. Why are people hating on it so hard because it's missing this one particular moment. And is it right for someone to go in and add that moment
4: to their game? Yeah. So I'll answer your question. I'll be a little more specific and I apologize. <laughs> but I, like I said, nice JAWS review. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. Um, so if we're talking about an experience, okay, the experience for me on that game, if there's one thing is that pin <clears throat> popping out and hitting it, that makes that game fun. Right. That's, that's um,
1: clearly their big toy in that
4: game. That's their big toy. And it's included in both versions, and it, yeah, right? And it is. It is cool. Yes. Yes. Um, but as far as people who want something more, well, somebody came up with the idea and now they have a choice. If they really want to have the ball be eaten by the shark, then they can go with that yeah, mod so, and purchase so it. And, and ball, put it in there. like game. what? 500 bucks.
1: Right. And I don't know. You know, hopefully anyone who's listening to us has seen this, but. It's essentially Mm -hmm. like a moving shark head that you shoot the ball into and then it it goes through and it comes out an up kicker and comes back down the ramp. And as far Mm -hmm. as a mod goes, like, dude, it's it's fucking cool.
4: Yeah, that's a pretty hardcore mod. It's a very interesting mod because it actually changes the ball path of yeah. the actual game that you don't see much you usually see toys that interact with it but not changing and, the. and ball that's pass. kind of this guy's jam like he's done a bunch that's of mods wild. like that he did
1: he did the uh the jerry ramp for rick and morty he's done some for avengers and he's done some for uh rush and what was the other game god there was another one too let me look at the website real quick, but he's done a bunch of these mods mm-hmm. that actually change the way that the game plays, you know, and, and, you know, I think that we've, we've said a lot about mods, right? Where it's like, Hey man, it's your game. You want to stick action figures or or colored lights on it or, or do this or do that, you know? Yeah. Do, do what you like, but when you're changing the core experience, are you going too far, you know, or is it, you know, in, in, in the pursuit of, of personal satisfaction is, is nothing off limits. If you've got the game and you've got the money, like I could foresee people not buying a premium and buying a pro so they could put this mod on it. Like it's, I think it's that good of a mod. I mean, I don't know if I would put it on mine because as somebody who plays in competition, I would want the game to play
3: standard. Right.
2: Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I think
3: also it really depends on the person that buys a pro and has it in their home. That's a pretty serious mod to do on your machine. That's not a, it's not simple like putting LEDs in an older machine or putting a light strip in, or maybe changing, changing the silicone flipper rubbers, things like that. It's not something small. It's like you're digging into the guts of the machine and, and, you know you're doing something with obviously doing something with the programming or doing something that's triggered off existing programming in the network that's already there i don't know if a lot of people are really going to they're willing to roll the 500 bucks and then take a chance on possibly damaging their machine i mean you always hear these horror stories about people having bad node boards and then having to deal with stern uh, i don't know if everybody's going to go for that but i think it's a cool mod i think it i think i would like to play one that has that in it and see how much it really it really changes things, but it looks cool from the video. It's just I don't know if it's something the average pinball owner is willing to uh dig into, you know.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah, there'll
3: there'll definitely be a
1: small percentage of people who are actually gonna do that, but you know, is this guy gonna sell a hundred of these things, a thousand of these things? No. Oh, he'll he'll absolutely so. sell a hundred. Yeah, maybe a hundred, but I don't think it's gonna I be, mean, be much keep more. Keep in mind that. they're probably gonna sell ten thousand Jaws. Uh, that's right. a good point. You know, that's a good point. If it's if it's as good as Mark saying and being the next Elwin, if it's if it's half as good as Godzilla, they're going to sell a ton of them.
3: Um, True, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what you know, just going back to what you were talking about, Dan. If you're a competitive player and you're planning to play in tournaments, the the chances of running into a pro with this mod on it in a tournament is pretty low. So you likely wouldn't want to do that to your own machine if you're a competitive player. That, you know, perhaps is traveling or whatever to some of these shows specifically to play tournaments, because you don't want to play a machine you're never going to see and get used to a machine you'll never see, because it, I would think that would be a disadvantage in a tournament. Right. You're not you're not used to the the standard pro model or the standard premium or the LE model. You're used to playing something that's a one off that doesn't have the same gameplay.
4: Now, here's a question for the, when it, when you shoot the ball towards the shark, does it use the optos to determine how it advances through the code? Because with that with one, with the original design, you have to hit the captive ball and then it, it must go over optos, right? Yeah, Apparently
2: to, it uses to...
4: all the original sensors and whatnot. Like it doesn't change the
1: actual rules of the okay. game. Okay. So Uh you know, if you haven't watched the video, watch the video. Um, But less than you know, less than just obsessing on on the Jaws mod. It's just you know, if you're looking at what's happening in pinball right now, I think you're starting to see a a change from like the the more hardcore games, right? You're starting to see more experience based games, more kind of pinball adventures. Like if if anything, it's going to sound kind of kind of elitist, but I'm not trying to be elitist, but kind of more casual games. Mm-hmm. Like Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Like Labyrinth doesn't right. look like a killer. It looks like it wants you to no. keep the ball going and it wants you to watch the ball do things. Godzilla. That was another thing with Godzilla. Even even as a pro, it was a friendlier game than some of the stuff that Elwin had done previously. And especially when you went into premium in the LE, it had a lot of mechanical things, you know, watching the building go down, watching the wreck godzilla thing happen, but watching the ball whiz around. Um, you know, it's it's one of the things that a certain podcaster, you know, named Kaneda loves to talk about is, is, you know, the world under glass and, you know, the magic of pinball. And, and more you know, I think that you're starting to see a lot yeah. more of people who are like, hey, You know, and I know Keith Elwin's, you know, the world's greatest pinball player. And I think his number one priority is always going to be how well does a game shoot. But I think it's becoming more and more important to people, you know. Especially the people who are buying pinball now, the very, very vocal fan base, that the game has some magic, that it brings them in, that it's not just about how well it shoots or or or, you know what kind of combo potential it has, but that people want to be amazed again.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, people want to have that nineties feel. I mean, there's just certain moments like we talked about in previous episodes, those greatest moments, uh, even like Adam's failing when that, when, you know, multi-ball is going to start just the way that it, it's probably one of the most amazing ways of introducing multi-ball about to start with the way that it ramps up the lights and, and, you know, and the sound effects and everything. It's just, Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you know me, I'm you a know? big and moments guy. Like again, thing grabbing the hand yeah. to me is like,
1: you know, I, I could, I can be yeah. happy when that happens. Of course, you know, again, my evolution as a pinball player, you know, I have to be a little bit more like, yeah, you know, think actually grabbing the hand might not be always the be all
4: end all, you know, I'd like to get some super jackpots, please. But I, yeah, I mean, you have a good point. I mean, the thing that I discover with that is in order for a game to have that appeal to get sucked into the story, I do have to agree that there have to be moments. There has to be something that makes that game unique compared to other ones that, that grabs you in that, that. makes that, oh, wow, I want to see that again. I want to see that again. And there's always something. You can name a game and you can say, oh, that's something that's memorable. And it usually does have something to do with some kind of mech and something magical happen with the ball. And the games that we've had today haven't really done anything innovative yet that I've seen that hasn't been done before. However, on the same token, the way that, the recycled ideas are implemented in these games does help make the game appealing based on the theme that they're trying to get across. Um, but I, I just think what's interesting is that they, I'm waiting for something to come out that we've never seen before, but it seems like everything has been reinvented. I mean, like rush, for example, you saw the ring with the Lord of the Rings. You're right. But still, it was a cool implementation to make it new, but at the same time, the same technology. Maybe it improved a little bit. But then there's other games that don't really have that. I can tell you one that I don't feel has a moment or a, a thing that really sucks you in, and that's Venom. There's really nothing there except hitting that that captive ball. That is kind of fun to hit Spider-Man and get him you know, up higher and higher and stuff like that, but... Can you really think of a moment that like ropes you in on that? And yeah. And, and look at how Venom has been received, See? right? Like
1: exactly. people are, 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 and I honestly kind of like Venom. Like I've played it a couple of times uh, at, at my coger's house and he's got a pro, so it's not even the fancy version. And the more mm-hmm. I play it, the more I'm like, Oh man, this game is like a really, a really good, you know, just fast and, and the ball zips all over the place and it's satisfying to make shots. But it doesn't have much magic to it. No, it doesn't. You know, right. And that's not to say that a game has to have, you know, some sort of big mechanical toy. Tons of people no. love Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, especially in the pro trim, doesn't have really anything like that. It's just got shots. Right. It's got flippers. It's got a jump. Um, and it's still a great game If if, you know, that's what you're looking for. But I think that as we go on, you know, you're seeing more and more that like the games are kind of getting more complex mechanically and you're seeing, you know, like I like to come back to Labyrinth because I haven't played Labyrinth yet. I really want to play Labyrinth uh, just from the standpoint that it looks like a cool game. I'm not a huge Labyrinth fan or anything, but I like the fact that it's got characters popping out and interacting, not necessarily with the ball, but with you and it's got It's got the topper with the people talking to you, uh, the monsters talking. And basically they're talking to you. Like they're talking smack. Like I was watching, uh, I was watching Don's stream where he was kind of doing his introduction. The game was on in the background and the topper kept yelling at him (laughs) to launch the ball. And I was like, that's, that's neat because that's where you're buying into the, the interactivity of the living world of pinball and the magic of the experience of playing that pinball versus just well i'm going to sit down and make a lot of shots and i'll tell you like at my house i had iron maiden for a few years iron maiden's a great shooter but i'm uh, i got over it i i got rid of it it just it didn't hold my attention because there was never a moment where i have games that right. are definitely arguably crappier than iron maiden mm-hmm. uh you know i have transformers and I think it's fun when, you know, you're, you're, you're playing it and you're launching the ball, even though it doesn't have any big interactivity, you know, mechanical moments either, at least it has, you know, the same sort of mechanism where you're launching the ball, but you're launching it at a character as opposed That's to just a target and you're, you're either fighting them or you're getting them to start your mode. Uh, and you know, when that, that comes up, I'm like, oh yes, this is the part that I want to play. I, I can't wait to launch the ball and hit Optimus Prime right in his, you know,
3: right in his Optimus Primes. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so
3: I, I have so. to say, I have to say when we're, when we're talking about um, pinball experiences, um, I know uh, Rusty, you may remember this when uh, Remember when Stranger Things came out and, and we had a little get together at, our, at a local yes. arcade where they were getting a Stranger Things That's throw. And yeah, oh, yeah. And, and we played that and I'm just like, I, yeah, I'll admit I'm a fan of the show. I'm like, man, I can't wait to play this thing. And I played them like, you know, it's cool and stuff. And, and the shots are pretty good and it's kind of interesting, uh, but you know what? I never, I never would seek it out after that. It's like,
2: hmm. it just,
3: it just didn't do anything for me, you know? And I was over at a friend's house over at, uh, at, at um, Shannon's place. And he just got his uh, stranger things premium. And the experience won me over. Just the experience of the screen. Yep. Yep. Whole nother level. And it it almost has nothing to do with the with the play of the game at all. Just that one thing. I played I played that pin more than anything else the whole time I was there. And I was at Shan's House for um for a Super Bowl party. I was there maybe six hours, eight hours. At 90% of the time I was playing Stranger Things Premium. It just it was that good. I'm just like, this is so cool that they you don't have to look up at the back box to see the video part or whatever right. other little yeah. thing they're trying to pull you in with. It's right on the play field. But without having the screen in the in the play field, say like some of the some of the other games we would see, you know, initial aliens had the screen in the play field, didn't it? Yeah, the highway but, one did. Yeah. yeah. So so that was really cool and and uh, the other you know the other little cool mechanical thing they did with the ball lock that's on the back box kind of like Kiss, Yeah the TK lock. That was pretty cool too, you know. Yeah. That was yeah. that was pretty neat, but I'm just like man, I didn't think the screen was going to make that much of a difference. Totally made a difference on that game. But totally well, when you made. have targets that change in yeah, real time. Yeah, the targets change. That's so cool. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Eric, does he have the, uh, the upside down lighting kit on his? I'm not sure if he did, because I think he just
1: got it, yeah. so he may you not. You would know if he does, because that is the experience moment in that game. Yeah, When, when the lighting goes off and yep. it, uh, all the black light comes on and you see all the different like oh. detail and stuff and the, the plastics and the play field, like, you just go like, oh, this is awesome. And yeah, Stranger Things is yeah. is a decent game like it shoots right. fine mm-hmm. you know even on the pro you have a launch ramp and you're you're fighting that that monster thing although you're just yep. kind of trying to hit the ball up and it's up in its hole but yeah when you yep. actually get all that fancy lighting and stuff into it it becomes yeah. a completely different experience and that game yes. sells itself because you're just like oh this is this is actually pretty dope
4: yeah. You know, and the other thing, too, is when the Demogorgon shakes, when it gets pissed when you hit it, that's way more effective than just having it sit there static. Right. Right. Way more effective. I mean, every time I play the pro, I'm like, eh. yeah, it just sits there, you know, it just but then when it goes, Raw, you know, and does that, you know, roaring sound and then it moves, it's like you're pissing it off. Yeah. You want to smack the hell out of it. The
1: upside you down
2: know?
4: lighting on the pro does get
1: it close, though. It's still like that's that's it, a does. Neat, it does, it does, right? Feature. But yes, you know, the it's projector it's brilliant and, and the, how they do the that. animated. Yeah, I always forget that the demo Gorgon is actually motorized or at least, uh-huh. uh, yeah, manipulated, magnetized yeah, it does, or whatever. Yeah, it does mm-hmm. something so it moves on its own. I, I was, yeah, right. it shakes. yeah, so yeah, that's just you know, and again, it's just it's the difference like between like, well, this game's cool, and I'm gonna play it a few times, and like, I want to play
3: this game, I want to see these things happen. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the experience on that thing totally sold me. And yeah, not the shooting, not anything else is just the experience. I it. Is just like, I want to play this more and see what else it does. You know, and right. I'm not and just it's gonna, I'm not just gonna, you know, spend a buck or hang out at a friend's place for a half hour or something. It's like, I want to spend like serious time on this thing and see where it goes. Right. Like, if we mm-hmm. were all standing around a pro with no special features on
1: it playing against each other. That becomes the yeah. experience.
3: Right, right. <laughs> but if you're, you know, if you're at home, if you have one at home and you're practicing by yourself, you're just, you know, you're just trying to get the mechanical stuff down. Yeah. Just get the timing down, that kind of stuff. You're not really paying attention to the game. Play, yeah, if you're, you're playing casually, right? you want to see crap happen. You yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and
1: yep. it doesn't necessarily have to be big, fancy mechanical toys, but you just, you know, imagine... Imagine a medieval madness where the castle doesn't blow up. Okay, easy. That's Attack from Mars.
2: Attack from Mars is (laughs) great, right?
1: I'm not taking anything away from Attack from Mars. Attack from Mars is excellent, you know. And some people would argue it is better. They're wrong, but I'll let them argue that. And I love both the games. (laughs) But medieval madness is better because they added in the experience of of the exploding castle. Although jiggly Martians are are pretty freaking cool. That's true. That's um, true. Yeah. You know, you you don't even have to like, you know, point at Stern and go like, why are you taking all the cool magic out of games? Um because, you know, I think Stern's trying their best. You know, they 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 put in, you know, you got a dinosaur that eats the ball on on the
4: premium and the LE of Jurassic Park. Right. but it throws it around and then it sometimes yeah, throws it on cool the play too. field. And sometimes it nicely places it on the habit trail. Yeah. It's cool. I, I mean, it's funny how Canada constantly bitches about no magic in the games. But when I look back, Stern's come up with some pretty cool stuff. I mean, who who would have thought the idea of speaking of stranger things when it looks like a drive-in, right? You're looking at right. a drive-in and all of a sudden the screen opens up and it becomes a ramp. That's yep. pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and then you have to shoot it inside the mouth. There we go. There's another one that eats the ball. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it is an ugly. It, it's pro. it's innovative. W- so that is an
1: ugly pro, by the way, when it doesn't yeah. have the changing <laughs> yeah. screen yeah. and it's just the buildings on
3: there. <laughs> yeah, it sucks.
4: No, like, Prima's or Ellie's the way to go for Stranger Things, no doubt.
3: Or, or another, you know, another mech is just the um the the uh, the ball lock on Aerosmith, right? Who the hell thought yeah. of that? That's crazy.
2: Any yeah, time that's the true. Game yeah, the ball
3: through the air, it's dope. Through the it's air. It's
4: cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um but, I'm trying to think like uh now here's a good example, Foo Fighters, great shooter. What moments are there really? Uh it grabs the ball has a post. Oh, it's what else? it's the dead, I mean, the dead post. The dead right. post, right. Thank you. Is there we absolutely go. Absolutely the thing yeah. of that game that if you do it you're just like,
1: "Oh, yeah. this is sick." <laughs> and it's yeah. so simple
4: it's just a freaking post that pops up but having it bounce off of it it makes it right. cool it's it's a thing that happens that that like makes the game cool like the experience
1: and i yeah. you know the point of it really wasn't to like say hey you know screw straight shooters they're not good they're great and if if that's what you're looking for in your games it, it's wonderful but it does seem to me like the magic of pinball is is trying to come back and you're seeing these games uh, like lo- Looney Tunes and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, where they're really bringing the themes in and they're putting tons of characters and, and, and interesting mechanisms. And uh, what was the one that Spooky did just before Scooby-Doo? Man, I just, yeah. wow. Scooby-Doo's got so much cool shit that happens in that game. like moving shelves and i mean they really fix the sound thank god and um sound is way better oh my gosh yeah you know i mean everybody's everybody's favorite game to piss on these days tank force you know where you have where you have the 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 tanks moving around and you have the the alien pop out of it and there's just so much cool stuff that that games do that you get to this part of the game and the lighting's a big thing in that one too where you know Things happen and you're just like, oh, dude, oh my gosh, this is so great. Rather than just like, oh, I made, I made five or six shots
4: and and got a lot of points. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of experience, when you're talking about how, uh, you know, how you want to feel as a pinball player, Jack Danger for uh, a Foo Fighter said, "Let's have people experience a dust save without actually bashing their hands against the side of the machine right. and right. busting right. it." it. that's genius. what it is. It's a dust save. It's a dust save, but yeah. it's 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 a legal dust save. You know. It's yeah. cool. And incidentally, who knows what this will out? But I think Jack just had a
1: birthday a couple of days ago, so if he does listen, which he's not, but he should. Oh happy yeah, birthday,
4: Jack! Dink.
2: <laughs> yeah, happy, <laughs> happy birthday, birthday, Jack! Yep.
4: Yeah, I can't I, wait uh, to see uh, your next game coming out. <laughs> As always,
3: absolutely. Yeah, I, I have to say every time every time you get the the uh, the overdrive save with the post on Foo Fire, I smile cause i'm just yep. like it's so simple and it's so satisfying yeah that it just it just like this is the cool how did somebody not think of this before yeah, it's yep. it's completely cool
2: yes yeah. yeah
4: yeah i i like you said it's those moments that's what keeps me playing and that's why i look forward to the next game it's like ooh what kind of cool thing are you going to throw in here that's going to make me want to come back and play it over and over again and right so far, they've delivered. Stern has really done a good job with that. And, and, and you know, let's not forget the other companies, Jersey Jack. I'm with yeah. uh, 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 what is it? Um, Godfather, how the machine guns shoot off when on the topper. That's <laughs> that's just sick. You know, sounds like you actually have a gun war going off the side of your game room. Uh, yeah, it's really neat well, I stuff. I feel like really that was stuff. almost
1: what J.J.P. was setting out to do. Like when they originally got into it, like I think that Jack looked at pinball and said, you know, it's, you know, the games are, are, are competent. They're there, they're shooting, but they're not magic. And for a while, you know, he was really, you know, going absolutely nuts, just trying to throw everything, but the kitchen sink in the games. So there would always be a cool interactive, enchanting sort of moment where I think that, he's actually our jersey jack as a company actually kind of dialed back they've kind of said hey we need to make games that shoot a little bit better like they're still yeah, gonna mm-hmm. have magic but they need to shoot a little bit better or i think stern's kind of you know hopefully wisely going the other way where they're they're working the magic in and bringing jobs, it back around to Jaws. that's where i feel like maybe they kind of failed because everybody wanted okay. the shark to eat the goddamn ball
2: Mm-hmm. But do you, do you mm-hmm. think,
3: though, do you think, though, that Jersey Jack, uh, just by nature of them going into business and coming out with some of these machines, when you when you look at, say, uh, was it Hobbit that has the stuff that pops out of the play field, things like that, mm-hmm. that Stern said, we got to step up and do more. You know, oh, do you think head, Stern would have done all down. these crazy things before Jersey Jack? I don't think nope. so. No, no competition was huge. Yes. At, at that really well, made a it difference. It wasn't just that. For it sure. was, oh gosh, who
1: was that podcast with? It was really, really good. Oh, it was the one with Demar, where Larry, which, Larry which was still the best, oh, Larry it was DeMar. The best podcast i mm-hmm. have ever heard, where Larry basically said, look, Jersey Jack, hey, saved pinball. Because they, they showed Stern that you didn't have to sell games for $3,000. Mm, you know, they, mm-hmm. said it, Good point. they said, if you make, if you make, oh yeah. Well, like I said, it was, and I was, I looked at it and I was just like, you know, everybody like curses, uh, JJP and then Stern. And then, you know, all the companies for moving their prices up, but you know, we were about to have no pinball. And then right. thanks to the fact that now they know that there are maniacs out there who will spend seven, eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 plus on a game. I don't know if any yep. of us have ever spent 10,000 plus on a game but I've gone to the bleeding edge.
3: Uh <laughs> I I'll, hey, so. I'll, I'll, I'll admit I I took the plunge and I got an LE. And uh for a Jaws? Foo Fighters. Oh, oh Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, you know, and yeah. it's just one uh, of those
1: yeah, the the Foo Fighter LE is is gorgeous too. Um Yeah, it's yeah, great. it really is just one of those things that made pinball you know, viable again because there was money in it. Right.
3: Yeah. Think about the games that were that they had before JJP came out onto the scene with the um you know.
2: Yeah I mean of course <laughs> I
3: can't think of the I mean, name of the it thing, now. There you know good Yellow Bird Road. came around. Yeah, but you know but, but who the hell is going to be going to seek out an Austin Powers? Well that was way before <laughs> right. JJP.
1: I mean, you know, you had I yeah. know, but still but Ring, that was, again, that, was Man, right, Man, that
4: was right. That was innovative stuff, but the code sucked on
3: that. Was, but yeah, well, I know. What what you mean.
1: did, Wheel of Fortune came out.
3: Yeah, that, that had to be somewhere screaming around the at their same podcast. time as So awesome was, powers, was this right? not
1: Wheel of Fortune? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like mid 2000s, something like that? April 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So late. Okay.
4: Yeah. 2013, yeah. really. Boy, we've come a long way in such a short time when you think about it. Yeah, they
3: have. Dang, but still, remember, you remember mate. the first time the first time you saw Wizard of Oz, though, and you looked at it and go, yeah, wow, look at all this interactive stuff going on. He, Just look at my mind AC/DC and things came like out that in it's 2012.
1: Like, yeah, that's right. ACDC
3: is a great game. Now, obviously, by
1: the time they made a game like ACDC, they knew what Jersey Jack was doing. Yeah, so they, right. they had to yeah. step up their game.
3: They absolutely. Right. Had to step up their ACDC,
1: game. I think, is kind of the game that people look at as Stern turning the corner from making kind of right. making kind of you know Wheel of Fortune ish games and uh, Family Guy and stuff Monopoly like that, and re mm-hmm. removing in the the right direction where you know they were going to make awesome games that that you know had great themes and had good art. Although I still think the playfield on ACDC is crazy ugly. Oh, it's Uh, terrible. Yeah,
4: especially the pro. Pro is hideous. But yeah. The pro is awful rough. (laughs) It's
0: hideous. (laughs) Well, they redid the pro. The... um the voltage, yeah. the LED pro. Even, even the redone one
1: with Angus like jumping instead of the weird, <laughs> weird face within the devil outline. It's still not great. <laughs> you know, the problem with that play field and I've got my ACDC sitting right behind me. So I'm not pissing on a game that I don't own. Is that like the the arrangement of the inserts is just really bad. They're all mm-hmm. sort of on top of each other. And then there's a lot, oh, of, yeah, lot of Photoshop band art. Yeah, At least on the Lucy, they added some hoochies into it. Yeah, <laughs> right, like right. 24, better.
0: Is a, 24 <laughs> has some of the worst artwork of any game ever made, but I love it. It shoots great, and it's a richie yeah, game. I've always enjoyed playing. I'd love to find one because yeah. they're so rare. That and CSI from uh, the Pat Waller design. And yeah. we're,
4: if, right. Yeah. If we're speaking art. That has a lot to do with the experience too. Sure oh is. yeah, I think that yeah, true. That's We've important. talked at length about how important arts become. Yep. absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to buy mm-hmm. an ugly game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is for sure. And, and obviously all the companies know that uh, aside from a couple that still need to work on it. But yeah. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. wait. What, who needs to work on it? Who's making ugly games? Hmm. I don't know. Spencer, you know what that one's called again? I'm wondering what you're talking which, about. Which one? Yeah, me too. What ninja clips?
1: Oh, yeah. oh, ninja clips <laughs> isn't That's a game though. Art. Ninja clips.
0: I, like I can't meme. wait to see these guys fall on their face again in Texas. In <laughs> I'm March. sorry I
4: brought it up. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, give, me, we, give me a round up. We, but it just, we it need to stop picking on poor
1: Ninja Clip. It's trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we'll we we I, I we heard see they're, what They're pulling it back. They're going to put it in a normal cabinet. And, uh, yeah, you
0: charge $12 for
1: if they it. Charge 12, if they charge 12 <laughs> bucks for it, I'll buy one. Here's there the thing. Yeah. Like if they brought out Ninja eclipse and it was a full size arcade grade pinball machine and it was like 3000 bucks, so many people would give it a chance. Sure.
4: Absolutely. They should do that. They should right, just make right. it a, you know, if somebody price.
1: came out with, you know, the world's worst theme, but it was like, grand. <laughs> <laughs> People would give it a shot. They would be like, what do I got to lose? Right. But if it was $3,000, like any pinball person who's ever bought a game would be like, I'll spend $3,000 just to get something new in box.
0: Hey, sure. hey, if you're feeling really, really just jonesing to throw money away on I mean, the shittiest game ever made, there's a, uh, I just saw it. So, It is on Facebook let me, Marketplace. Let me guess. There's Baby Pac-Man? Uh,
2: no, Thunderbirds? no, no, that's that's a, <laughs> like a
0: massive step up. It's a um, what's what's the really fucking bad one? Um, Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds. There's a Thunderbird. Uh, I knew show. it. I knew it. Yeah, for, <laughs> knew for, for 4K. It's like, dude, I'll give you 12 bucks if you just light it on fire. And send me a picture. You know,
2: um,
1: look, I have never know. played Thunderbirds, so I really it's want awful. to see how bad it is. But I can't believe that it's like
4: so bad that i'd rather not be playing pinball <laughs> Let, let's just put it this way if they keep the buttons the way they were originally you touch the buttons and that's the first thing you'll do is like this no, game heard, sucks yeah, and you don't even really like cheap like sharp edged button it, it hurts your fingers i'm not joking i that's tried so it weird it's, i tried it in at, at pinberg over and i was like this it's sucks. to make
1: you feel alive
4: yeah oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I kind <of> back
1: <laughs> to experience that's like a number one thing that's gonna ruin an experience like if you touch the game and it feels cheap yeah. like a lot of times i'll play yeah. like a stern after playing like especially if you move them but like i'll play a stern after playing like one of my jjps or something i'll just be like wow this thing feels flimsy like it feels like you mm-hmm. can flex the cabinet yeah that's true Mm-hmm. Like you could like, you could, uh, kind down. of like you're steering it. Like you could will, like you'll you push against the cabinet and you can feel the movement. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And that's not to say that again, it, it feels bad. It just, it doesn't have that.
4: that it feels perception different. Of, perception it feels different.
1: And you know what, when you're moving it, you really appreciate it. When we, when we took, uh, we took Transformers over to Mike's house for League a uh, couple few weeks ago. And we went to lift it up in his truck, and it was just so much lighter than I thought it was going to be. I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot this is a Stern Pro." <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: but I think I think that they've uh, I think they've actually stepped up their cabinet game because I can tell you on um, on Foo Fighters, the cabinet looks like it's a lot better material than say like Metallica because Metallica is yes. kind of light, but Foo Fighters, the even the um, even the base, the base wood panel on the bottom where the speaker is is like thick plywood. Where it used to be just like that luan board shit on Williams stuff. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and it's
3: a, it's a solid piece of plywood now. So I think I think they've been trying to address that. It also has the yeah. good brackets in it, so you know you can buy those uh, brackets from Marco or whatever that ha- they're yeah, like the full corner the newer brackets. style brackets. Yes, yes. So the the uh, at least on Foo Fighters it has that bracket in the cabinet where on say metallica it does not it has the older you know just little thin stamp steel thing but the mm-hmm. newer one has the heavy brackets i think they've been trying to improve their quality on the cabinet because it definitely has a different feel from metallica even though i know there's like a 10-year difference between those two machines the cat the cabinet itself the quality is way better do you have than a, a wood back box metallica or do you have a metal back box metallica I
1: have a wood back okay. box, mentality. I, have a, I have a metal back box. And I, but, and I will say it feels a lot less cheap than Transformers, which is also a wood back box game. Which
0: yeah. came mm-hmm. first? I, they, they started doing the metal ones Yeah, later, the wood right? one was yeah.
1: the, just the kind of traditional stern back box. And then, yeah, the metal ones came out like right before like the end of, of DMD, probably okay. like WWF or something.
3: Or WWE. I, yeah, I want to my metallic is like a 2013, I think. And, it yeah, like I was saying, it's a wood back box. Yeah. And okay. I think mine's like a 2018, oh, like a pro LED. Yeah.
0: So, so talking about experience, um, when before, before, uh, I keep wanting to say Jetsons, but it's uh, Thunderbirds. Before Thunderbirds ever came out and they were just showing some real pre-production stuff. And they showed a little video of the, the ball mechanism where it was like an elevator where like one of the spaceships would come out of the ground. Uh-huh. Yeah. From the show. I remember that as you know as a little kid going, oh, that's really cool. And and then the ball comes out and then it rolls down a habit trail. I'm like, that's really cool. But then mm-hmm. and I haven't played Thunderburst, but then, you know, the general consensus is it's an absolute dog turn. Um and I go again to experiences. Um, the shadow with the magnet in and the uh not the sanctuary, do the it? The ball. The lock, right? The, the ball lock, yeah. The same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sanctum. Thank
4: sanctum. you, sanctum. The sanctum. Yep.
0: Okay, that yep. never gets old, man. Oh no, that's but for me. That's I fantastic. Mean, you know, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. just a simple thing, you know. But yeah, um, yeah, and it's not I, even I, arguably the big it, toy in the
1: game. The big toy in the game is the battleground, but the the experience yeah. is yep. yeah, when you hit that thing and it stops and jump, jump, jump down, the wall falls down and the ball flies
4: up there just on the own. You just <laughs> God, yeah, that's cool. I love that.
0: Right how Fine.
4: they did that. I mean, is it two magnets? No, it's just wondering magnet. how they did they just one? it the right way. Magnet. And it, it just, just flies right up there pros. like it's supposed to. God, that's so cool. Well,
0: you know, and, and then Eric also brought up when we all got together that time, it's a pizza place. And it was just before COVID hit. Where, and, and Stranger Things oh, yeah. had just come out. I got yep. Seth to come out. Cause he's a huge Stranger Things oh, fan. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, um, and Seth's always the cool, my, my middle son. He's kind of the quiet one. And, uh, um, you know, he's like the antithesis of Mickey, and uh, I was like, "No, oh, come out, Stranger Things." He goes, "No, I'll do that. That sounds fun." And then we were having a good time, but then like the ball kicked me. And this has been on location in two days, and you're like, was, like, "God, going to do this yeah. again." Yeah, it brand, brand new. It and just got out of the box. Just out of the box, and like yep. it, and like it just it keeps it gets in the subway and it keeps jamming. Yeah, the fall, fall was surge. going off all the time. Um, and so and that know. you were talking about the experience and like. Brian bought his boys out. We were all having those great fries yep, yep. Um, and pizza. And I'll just, we were just all having a really good time. And it reminded yeah. me of the old days of a Friday night out at the pizza place, playing pinball, having food. just And that part was great. Yeah and uh but it was like the, the game was being a butthead and that's what well until really, the post came out remember yeah, and then the the post post, yeah, on Kendra the on Kendra, <laughs> on Kendra it <laughs> literally shot, shot out. right out It's laying on it's laying on the ramp and Kendra's like I don't know what's wrong and I look at it I'm like I don't know and I look at it it's like oh sweetie look the post is laying on your ramp you broke it she's like shit <laughs> it's like that's not exactly what I'm
1: talking about but obviously yeah quality you know, we've kind of gone down the quality road, which I feel like we go down a lot. But yeah, the quality is obviously a big part of the experience. This is just more about, right. like, well, also you know, more too, about the gameplay versus you know the, yeah. the theatricality of it. But yeah, I just you know, God, that was that was that was the best worst night.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was.
0: <laughs> but but we it's interesting, you guys. Say one that.
1: specific game, but this one specific game was like, yeah. Uh,
0: They had Jurassic Park, (laughs) they had Deadpool. Yeah, what else they had? They had Jurassic Park, Deadpool, and I think Iron Maiden. They had
1: had really good French fries and halfway decent pizza, but
0: okay, what were those fries that were like garlic fries or something? Garlic
1: fries and Greek fries. Yeah, the Greek fries, Greek fries.
0: Well, these were Thai, these were like Thai sesame fries or something. Okay, and then they had the uh. And then that they had the like, garlic. Both were really good. What's what that? was that place again? Papa Vito's or something? Vito's. No.
4: Yeah. It was Vito's. called Vito's. Vito's. Yeah. Vito's Pizza. Of Italy. Yeah. Yep. That's right. I can it's see it there. in my
0: mind's eye. It's down Dude. on 15th, Street. R right? Street. Yeah. R and 15th R Street. I remember but, where yeah, like they were. Are they yeah. still there? Or 20th yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. We've lost a lot of
2: restaurants
3: downtown. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they still have games in that particular place, but
4: um, it's still there. So it's interesting. You guys say this about, you know, reliability. And I think that's the tricky part with, with manufacturers is like, where's the balance? Like you want all the magic, but then at the same time, it's like, well, how many max can you put in a game that could be reliable enough that it doesn't break down all the time? I always wonder like, (laughs) how do they make those decisions? Right. So Yeah, yeah, that,
3: that, uh, that actually, um, I, yeah. I jokingly referenced Twilight Zone, but the only reason I got my Twilight Zone is because the operator wouldn't put it on route because it was always breaking. Well, you mm-hmm. know, the, and I got the it.
1: thing with Twilight Zone, historically, was that there are a lot of nice condition Twilight Zones out there because they never worked. And
2: yes. <laughs> the problem
1: with Twilight Zone okay. isn't the mechanics. It's that the boards, the WPC boards for that generation of game couldn't keep up with as much game as twilight zone is i could yeah i'm it's 12 volts so my my game right now needs its 12 volts rebuilt because it
3: yeah mine did really? uh mine just went down again i i think the um the slot machine kicker either the uh the coil went out or something mechanically broke because it won't launch out of there but before that i had a bad opto board i've had the uh the diverter ramp wire that goes down to the solenoid. I've had that break. I've had all sorts of weird things happen on twilight zone, but it, the slot machine just gets beat to shit. And mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot you can do about it because it's just going to get beat to shit because of where it is on the play field. See, I feel almost yeah. bad but, saying
1: this, but like my twilight zone, I've had it since like 2016 and it's yeah. almost never given me trouble. And the times that it has given me trouble, it's almost a thing that you're sort of like, I guess I could understand that breaking. The one really like standard sort of issue that my Twilight Zone's given me is the the, uh, the eddy sensor near the trough, where you have to go in yeah. and plug it in. Uh, besides yeah. that, that game's been pretty bulletproof for a Twilight Zone. Yeah. You're lucky. I'm not, I'm not trying to dance on your grave or nothing. I'm just like, man, you know, I feel bad saying it. My trillide zone has been pretty, been pretty uh, stable.
3: Yeah. I, I, I don't know if the one I had had some other problems too, but I've had mine since about 2004. And uh, right now I've got, I've got a bad chip in the soundboard. So the sounds all wonky. Like I said, the opto board went out. I also used to have a problem where, the uh, the far upper right, there's a blue flasher that only goes off when you defeat the power. And uh, every once in a while, it would blow that transistor. And th- other than that, it, I think it only blinks when... when I don't even think it blinks in attract mode. But it was obvious that that transistor had been changed a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. So I changed the driver <laughs> transistor to some other stuff. And mm-hmm. I had to do a board repair on that and, because it had blown the trace off the board. Oh boy. And uh, you know what? But
1: check, wow. check your ribbon. You know, when you're seeing stuff like that happens, don't look past your ribbon cables. We yeah. were working on, uh, on Dan's Indiana Jones the other day and he was having all kinds of problems with his lighting. And I mean, we were checking connectors and reseating ribbon cables and this, that, the next thing. And we talked to Brian, front of the show, Brian, we talked to front of the show cheddar and they both zeroed in on that big mm-hmm. fat ribbon cable in between yeah. the the pdb and the cpu and we finally pulled uh mm-hmm. that one out and we replaced it ironically enough with the one from my twilight zone and it fixed all the problems and we're like oh well that was interesting and i mean we had reseeded and flipped it over and deoxided and just did any just it was just just bad like that ribbon it, cable river so every
2: once in yeah, a while yeah. yeah i
1: checked that big cable but a lot of has to you do know, with cables, yeah, especially yeah. those WPC ribbon cables. But, you know, just to kind of yep. sum up on on the experience thing, you know, it's not saying that anybody's wrong or anybody's right. Uh, I just think it's really, really interesting to see that. I think that with a lot of the new games out there, um, you see the magic of pinball kind of coming back, you know, shots are great. Yes. I love a good face melt and shooter. I know that Mark appreciates a good face melt and shooter you know i think i think spencer appreciates a great face melting shooter um you know eric hates games that melt faces yeah right
2: <laughs>
1: with this
0: you know. so
1: but uh yeah. But yeah you know i wasn't i just yeah. thought it was a, an interesting thing you know and i was wondering how you guys felt about it so thanks for thanks for sharing your opinions
4: and a Jaws review. Type of a Jaws so review there in there. Oh yeah,
2: that's right. That's right.
4: Because <laughs> I finally played it, so I had to mention so there's, it. There's a new so, game anyway. coming up that
1: looks like it's going to have a uh, a quality experience. Does anybody anybody in this group? Are you guys stupid enough to own a P3? <laughs> Just you, Dan. <laughs> well, I, know oh, I, I do. do. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I have more money no than sense. <laughs> so tell us, Spencer, what's coming up for the P3? Princess Pride. Inconceivable.
0: Ooh. Inconceivable. As
1: you wish. I, I, it's I, I, too. I, I had to do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because i heard i'd been hearing rumors we'd all been hearing rumors about this you know we're seeing you know somebody's doing princess it p3 is it this is it that you know and i thought yeah it's a great movie but it's going to translate well and then i saw the video and i went holy <laughs> yeah, shit that's true uh wow people love that freaking movie and they people do. love that movie it's a great family film
3: you know and, and are- even 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 the actors that were in the movie <laughs> love the movie They'll, yeah. they'll still talk about it. Like, they talked to, talk to Mandy Patinkin, and uh, he's like, I love doing that movie. I love when people talk to me about it. I'm like, how cool is that, man? But yeah. they still remember. And that movie was, what, 35 years ago or something like um, that? A long time ago. It was the late even, 80s, right? It was, like, what, 89? Something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I think it was, it's still it's yeah. still a movie, like Spencer was saying. You can watch it
1: with your kids. Wow. So you it's 37 it
0: years ago. I yep. remember
1: we watched that yep. movie in my history class in seventh grade. Oh, That's wow. Hilarious. Like it has nothing to do with history, but like the teacher's like, yo, we're going to watch a movie today. And he put it on.
3: <laughs> and what does that have to do with anything that you would learn in school? I know, but it was awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was and it literature. Wasn't, it wasn't, there you go. There you go. You guys are all about yeah, uh, my no, age. Did you guys it. all have to watch Stand of the Liver in school like every single year?
0: Yep. No, I, yep. I didn't have to watch it in school, but I did watch that it. That or kill it to kill when a mockingbird? I saw that. Oof. Oh, kill to kill a mockingbird. Great film.
1: Yeah, great yeah, film. You have to, where you have yeah. to shoot to learn calculus.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Finger> <laughs> complete, com- complete left <laughs> turn here for a second. Um, yeah. Do you, any of you guys know the character? Um, oh, God damn. I'm thinking of the little boy. Scout's little friend. Um, In what movie? And no,
1: Boo Radley's not the...
0: No, not Boo Radley. Uh, oh, man, little boy. Um, you know, there's an app for that. I can't remember. Yeah, there is. Um, there's an app for that. <laughs> okay, he was, uh, that was... That was supposed to be Truman Capote as a little boy. I had heard somewhere. Huh. I don't know if that's true, but... Um,
3: I I think that was the year I was cutting a lot of class in high school.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I saw that smoking dope and riding up and down on the lifts. Pretty much.
4: (laughs) So here's the thing. It's interesting. You say that I I was hearing you, Eric talk about uh, your kids enjoyed it. Right. So I was, I took a day off. I wasn't feeling my, and it was kind of funny. It was one of those moments where I was sick and so was my daughter. So we both stayed home and I remember saying, uh, one of my friends, Doug, he's saying, you got to watch Princess Bride. You guys are both sick. Play it and see what she thinks of it. Yeah. And my daughter loved it. Yeah. And I thought for sure she's going to think, oh, this is so corny. It's so 80s. And she loved it. Yeah. And, and There's just, you know, there, there's just there's something, something about
3: that movie that, it, that yeah. it's, uh, it's innocent enough that, that kids can get into it. And there's enough innuendo and inside joke stuff that adults like it too. Right and there's enough dark humor in it, you know. Uh, oh, he's only mostly dead, <laughs> you know right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yep.
4: Yep. <laughs> yeah
3: the movie is you
4: know, magic. Yeah, the movie is magic. It yes. really is. And what's neat about it is, uh, it 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 will appeal to all all yes. people. I mean, it's finally. I mean, I don't want to sound you know sexist or anything, but it, it definitely will now appeal to the women. You know. To, for that kind of it theme, too. It's a perfect theme. Movie.
3: It's a perfect theme. Yeah. Just have like Labyrinth storm in the perfect castle. One. Yeah, have, it, have fun storming the that. castle. We used yeah. to say that when we were leaving work for the day. You'd talk to somebody and go, "Be blah, blah, blah. I'm out of here. Go, have fun storming the castle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's <it'll> not work. Yeah. <laughs> it'll take a miracle. Bye. Yep. Yeah.
4: And, and what a perfect movie to have those one-liners as oh part of the God. cause.
0: Oh, my God. Come yeah, on. No kidding. As perfect. Weird you know they parodied that with uh Once Upon a Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you guys haven't seen that. I have one. not seen that. Oh, they did? Was that yeah, the, so was they, that they the did uh... a PG version of Deadpool 2. Oh no,
1: wait, I have seen it, that. Oh wow.
0: And then and then they put Fred Savage in it where Deadpool kidnaps him and is kind of tied up in a bed and reading the story. <laughs> so they take out all the four-letter words. And and all the violence, and they make it so they can put it back in the theater as a family film. Yeah, and 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 it's and totally parodying um, uh, Princess. You know another movie (laughs) they did that with Uh, Saturday Night Fever. They did. They did a PG (laughs) version. I remember (laughs) that. Because if you
2: haven't watched Saturday Night
1: Fever lately, that's a screwed up movie.
3: Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah it is. Like I was like, oh my god. It doesn't depict some people in a very uh, nice yeah, it light. Is, I'll
1: just, no, yeah, it, is, it is definitely it is definitely not what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, oh, this is the famous disco movie. Oh my god, it was it was what the dirty hell disco, going big on. time, man. Yeah, D- they they went disco. in, and of course, it was so popular, and kids wanted to see it. They went in, and they made like a PG cut of it. So, after yeah, the yeah. Princess Bride. Because we we just we we just super side rail. Um no,
2: I think that you know Spencer (laughs) kind
1: of brought it up. Like Spencer and I were talking about it when they announced it, or when when the big I think it was still just a rumor. And I was just like, Stop saying that. It was gonna happen as a game, but we didn't know if it was gonna be P3 or not. And I was just like, How in the blue hell are they gonna make a Princess (laughs) Bride game?
2: Oh my god. What are they gonna do? Uh
1: there's so much they could do, and then they did that announcement. Yeah. I couldn't picture it. Like maybe you have an image in your head, but I was just like, "There's, there's cliffs, there's an ocean, there's a boat, there's a swamp, <laughs> yeah. there's a castle." Like, what the crap are they going to do? Yep. And when they finally showed the trailer, I was like, "This looks
4: brilliant!" Like,
2: yeah. how the hell did they do Somebody that was,
4: with a with a third of a playfield? They packed that much shit into it. How, how did a they do that? Like, I mean, and I'm. I'm
1: tired of this. This is that new thing. And I know fucking Don brought it up and I know Don listens. I was calling him out online too. Um, (laughs) Like P3 is cool. You get a whole play field. Just the bottom part of it is a television screen. So it can be whatever it has to be. And it has targets. You know, it does exist. It's not half of a game. It's not a third of a game. It's a whole game. It's got slingshots. It's got kickers. It's got everything. But but it's a module. The module itself, which is the part that's physical, you know that they're yeah. that they're not just going to you know put the put the graphics on, you know, looks really heavy duty. Yeah, it does. Like I'm dying to know how that that cliff
4: mechanism thing works. <laughs> right, like if does it gradually go up as you get through the it's mode? It would be Climbing, uh, like, right?
1: like it didn't have a, it didn't have like a little lift or anything.
3: Now, it's got to be something cool if it's called the Cliffs like pinball of Insanity,
1: or right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like pinball magic. No, that's exactly. Cool. That's what I'm kind of
4: envisioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Do they have the rodents of unusual size? They got to right. Like maybe you're gonna hunt them down yeah. on the uh, lower playfield.
4: Oh yeah, like swamp. have huge rodents
1: on we there. The secrets cool. of the fire swamp. We can live here happily for some time.
3: That's true. <laughs> See, I mean, just just with the just with the four of us all these one-liners in that movie. I mean, there's just so much you can do. Oh there's yeah. So okay. So now here's the question. And, and they have all assets. They have all assets, right? Yeah. They got everything. They, they oh, all
4: they assets. Did... Wow. Wow. And that's going to be killer. Yeah. And they can do so much Who's with that. that it's yeah. a P3? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not because they can do really cool things with the video assets and maybe inc- incorporate it into the gameplay. And on the, on the, uh, on the screen that's in the field. Everybody is pissing cool. on this thing for being a P3 module.
1: Why? Cause oh, they don't have no a point. P3 and they don't want to buy a P3 and being a P3 yeah. owner, I almost can't blame them because it's expensive and really, really heavy, but it's not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Like the basic P3 costs, I think a little bit less than a Stern premium.
3: Okay. So, so how about this then? If we're circling back to the whole thing where we talk about experience, why would you care if it's a P3, if the experience is there? right right it's like who gives a shit who makes it as long as it is if it plays good and it's a great experience i don't care if it's a stern or if it's a JJP or it's a p3 or even you know say haggis or something or highway or whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. as long as it's a good game and it's a good experience that's that's so the have deal. you
1: been by to spend any time on on my my p3 eric
3: No, I have not. So so being a P3
1: owner, I will tell you that the experience of owning a P3 is very interesting. Because the P3 itself is cool. It's really neat. You Mm -hmm. know what? I'm gonna I'll put it in a language that I know Eric will understand and and you know I know Mark probably will get and Spencer probably get. It's a lot like owning a classic car.
2: Oh, okay.
1: All right, it's Mm -hmm. definitely got its own way of working nothing works the way that yeah. you think it's supposed to work and it's got right. its own its own little idiosyncrasies and and it's not as easy as you think it should be and i think that's what a lot of the pinball people like the reason that i got my p3 uh from the person who i got it from was because they owned it for a few months and just were not enjoying you know they liked the game they liked weird Owl but they didn't like the process of swapping modules. They didn't like the process, you know, of, of the way that the menus work. They didn't like the fact that the thing is just heavy as shit. Like the play field on that thing is like five play fields worth of play field. Yeah. it's, It's a beast. Um, so, I mean, I get people who are just sort of like, you know, but they put their money where their mouth is. They bought one and then said, Oh, we don't like it. You know, you like it, we'll sell it to you. Um, so I can kind of understand why maybe people wouldn't be ecstatic that they have to adopt this platform, but you know, I just don't think that it's as bad as everybody wants to make it out to be. And I think that if people, you know, if people give it a chance, and I know that's hard to say since someone gave it a chance and didn't like it, that's why I bought mine. But, uh, I think it's really, really cool. Like it's definitely yeah. real honest and the God pinball. And it definitely has all the shots and all the flippers and, the best sound that you've ever heard in a pinball machine. Like it's really heavy duty.
4: Yeah. And, and what's cool too, is there, I mean, I know, uh, there's obviously a lot of wait time to get those new modules. I know I'm sure you're getting very anxious, Dan, for the, uh, uh, final resistance to come, but
1: waiting for the um, word any
4: day now, but from the news that I heard with that long letter, the email that he sent out to all the owners, uh, how he's giving you all those parts to replace with no cost. That's pretty cool. Wow. To, to be able to do that. Uh, did you For get those? Course, I haven't did heard you get anything that about that either. You haven't heard anything about that? Just a, just oh, a there's letter. a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Okay. Did you read the letter on what things that he's including to replace? Yeah. I, I sent it to Why you. Not? Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You did, yeah.
2: Okay. So, <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, so, did you get that stuff yet? Did they send it or not? No. Uh, okay, now I see what you're saying. Got it. Well, okay. again, I'm also a second owner. I am a registered
1: second owner, but I didn't oh, buy okay. it brand new. And you know, I I'm just more. Mm, I'm just more you as far as it. the so. P3 experience goes. As it's like, you know, yeah it's not like you're going to set that thing on the floor and just start playing it. Right. Like you just said, they're going to send you parts so that you can upgrade things. You're going to, you, you know, you could add modules to it, you know, like if you bought like Mm my P3 for when it came out is, is pretty complete and was as up to date as it could be at the moment. But if you had bought the weird Al module, you needed to buy additional parts to add to P three to make it ready for the weird owl module, because the weird owl module was, I think the first uh four flipper game four flipper game, so you needed to add the fourth yeah. flipper, I think that they had had the the third one had already been added for heist, so you know okay, and I think that a lot of pin owners, going kind of back to our our, hey, who's going to really install this mod? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. P three is for the person who's going to install that mod yeah
2: Yeah, that's true
4: and princess bride might play kind of casual for a p3 owner yeah don't know i i I wish the thing that would be really cool is if i did own a p3 because then you could just swap modules and say hey can i uh borrow your uh i mean you still have to buy the the software though right as long as i know you can't just you don't need to
1: buy the basic software so like if you buy the module okay uh Or I guess even if you borrow the module, you get the game with it. The the game goes with the module. So like if I said, yeah, go ahead and take my heist. You know, you could pair heist to your machine, which does require some manual adjustment. Drop heist in, Mm -hmm. download the heist game and play it. But if you wanted to play any of the third party games that use the
4: heist module, you buy them. That's when you'd buy them. That would make sense. I mean, that's cool that he doesn't lock it down. So, you know, it's like, you know, old, old men trading, you know, Atari cartridges, but instead they're, you know, trading $3,000 modules. That's why I need somebody (laughs) else in the group to buy a P3. I know.
1: Someone should buy Princess Bride so that, you know, we can start swapping modules around. Exactly. That's my other problem too, is I don't want to take Weird Al apart. Yeah, (laughs) no. And that's a good,
3: and that's a good game
4: too. That's a good game.
3: So let me ask this Um, a few years back at Pentagogo. um, They had a, there was an Archer prototype. Was that on a P3 platform? No, no. Okay. So, so P3
1: is, is the, the pinball machine and it uses P rock which are the mm. boards? Okay. A lot of pinball okay. machines use p rock and Multimorphic right. is the company that makes all of that.
3: Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember what that was on. I know that was a. Because didn't did Ellen do that game? Wasn't yeah, that it's prototype? A, 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 I actually talked
4: to him when he was there. <laughs> yeah, I did um, too. I had no idea who he was. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know too. Oh, you're the guy who made this (laughs) game. So it was either Elwin, it was either Keith Elwin or Keith Elwin's brother, and he was like, "Yeah," and I'm like wow, this is really good, man. <laughs> you probably have a career or you probably have a future <laughs> in pinball. I'm probably so like super uh-huh. condescending.
2: <laughs> and that was the thing too. Those, <laughs> I thought I was talking to the best so... pinball
1: player on the planet. And, you know, now he's, yeah. now he's the most famous pinball designer going.
3: <laughs> but that, you know, that was the other thing yeah. too, is talking to him. He was so low key about it. Super low key. You would have never guessed. Yeah. You we're know, just how to go, man, this is great. You got all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And me and a couple of friends of mine were just talking to them. And then later it's like, Keith Elwin works for Stern. I'm like, what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I bet he had a
3: P Rock
4: board. I bet he had a P Rock board in mm. his home brew. I bet yeah. he did. Yeah. I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe all that's all well, and everything. Been P-Rock, yeah. Or it could have been
1: Fast. Like there's other platforms. Or it could have been, could've been uh, something uh, totally uh, custom. Like, but P Rock yeah. is what really opened uh, P Rock. And I think it's called Fast are what yeah, yeah, opened awesome. the door mm-hmm. to these people who are making their own pinball machines and a lot of production games like the American pinball games use P rock.
0: Right. Yeah. So I have a theory on this when we're talking about why there's so many people upset and and I don't want to get too into it because I have a whole show written just for this topic and I want to have a route operator on and I've got a couple of people in mind. I want to get on the show and we can talk about it in depth. Okay. Nobody wants you to reinvent the wheel, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the flippers are different. How many times have people tried to say, well, it's modular, okay, um, pinball 2000. You can just pop one out and put another game back in. Everything On the surface, everything looks like a great idea and go, this should be great for route operators. This should be great for the home. Nobody right. wants it. People want a traditional pinball machine. They want the, Okay. Just uh, if you want to be a successful in a pinball design, just redo the, a, every standard fan layout from Terminator to forward. Okay. Just copy Steve Richie, put a bash toy at the middle, put lots of cool lights and music in it. Boom, you got a hit. Seriously. The, yeah. Th- that's what people want. I mean, they, and that's the thing with like, and they, wanted, a P3 to cool. the they wanted to do something cool. And Cool. The P3 platform, it's, I like it for what it's worth, but it scares the hell out of me because talking with Dan and other people, you know, Jerry's like the Elon Musk of pinball technologies kind of, and he's, you know, he knows this stuff. It's like, dude, you got to slow down. Okay. You're asking me to build a nuclear reactor. I I can't fix a flat tire on my kid's bike. I actually can, but you get the idea, you know. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, Well, yeah, you think about galactic tank force. You talked to you know, um, is it Joe that's in our uh, that's in Lodi League now? Yeah. Was saying that they pulled that thing out of their location. The somebody pulled it out of the location because it kept breaking too much, you know. And mm. then if it doesn't use, if it like, I could see what you're saying. If a route operator has a lot of uh, Stern and Williams games, is he going to put a Jersey Jack in there? Is he going to put a P3 in there? Probably not. No, nope. because it's another another kind or another rack of parts he's gotta carry around to fix it. You know, oh, the flipper Paul isn't the same on this P3 as it is on a Stern or a Williams. Yeah, but it's not same same gonna on buy a as it is on a Stern parts.
1: Or on a Bally or yeah, on a JJP. You, know you know, a different right. game's gonna use different parts. The problem with yeah. P3s being on location is that most of the fancy modules use a lot of servos. Uh, and yeah. the trough on the P3, which will hold 100 <laughs>
2: balls is, uh, is that so how
4: many ball, it holds ball, it's like hyperball?
3: Uh, so, it's okay, hyperball. here's a question.
4: Do you, how many balls do you get with the P3? Uh, I
2: think that like it's based balls? on the
4: module, I think that like where now you install 15. So do the balls come with your module? Uh, I assume so. Okay. Uh, I, I, I never, that never came to my mind, but yeah, that is crazy um, that you can have that at many the top
0: of the game, but it, not the bottom. But it, yeah. It's, it's, it's right. kind it's of in the pop. middle.
4: Cause yeah, there's
1: no shooter lane. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. all dispenses okay. uh, up through the module. Um, but it is, you know, cause both of the guys I know who have routes and have operated their P3s have just said, Oh yeah, they just, they're just not reliable enough, you know, for the pounding no, they're not press start is probably the most friendly like maintained arcade that there is and you know weird owl couldn't hack being on location there. And my garage nope it and it's at comic yeah, and Kingdom my, and it's down yeah, a lot. My garage it works great. Yep. But yeah, you know, when yeah. the game's on location, you know, it's it's being asked to do different things.
3: Um for, forgive me for asking, is Press Start in Auburn or is that the one in Reno? That in Reno. That's the one in Reno. In Reno. Okay. That's like okay. Mark's home arcade. Yeah, yeah. We got to we got to make much. a road trip up there. Oh yeah,
4: for sure. I'm a- you absolutely and definitely come to the private locations too. <laughs> for sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely uh take you around for sure.
0: But, but I think that's part of what what is people got people up in arms because they love the theme. Just like we wear it out. They love the theme go Damn it. Uh, that's a dream thing for me, but I don't want to invest in a P3 because it's just too weird. They want the game. They, they want the game. They want the they game. Want the theme. They want the game. They don't want the different. They want a traditional. Okay. The original alien highway. A lot of people just went yeah because it was too different. They want a traditional pinball game. They, they don't want a wide body. They dis, they don't, they want, okay, they want Terminator 2. Boom. Done. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it
1: was that's that true. as much as you just really couldn't well, get but a highway. No, but the standard
0: pinball cabinet. No, even American pinball took some heat because their head was a little different. No, their okay, cabinet that's not little... that's
1: not really what we're talking about here, though.
0: No, but there there are people out there that that's well, they sure know, they want Bally Williams. Period. But here's here's that's the what thing: they with, really with want. the
1: Multimorphic, right? Like, if you wanted the Princess Bride and you bought the Princess Bride, the Collector's Edition, which is the game and the module and everything. And you put it together and you set it down on the floor. It's, you know, and you set it to start Princess Bride when you start the game. It's just going to work like it was a dedicated Princess Bride machine. But you know you have all Mm -hmm. this additional hardware sitting there for swappability. Right. Right? And I think that, you know, a lot of folks, they just can't deal with that. Like, if you're going to buy something that you can swap games, you got to buy more than one game. I bought my P3 for one game and I have two games. Yep. And pretty soon you'll have Maybe. four.
2: <laughs> who, who knows? If, if,
1: if, if, I don't, if I don't get the situation resolved with my final resistance, I'm certainly not going to be running out to buy a Princess Bride, but...
0: Uh, I don't blame you. you should get Heist. I love that game. Yeah,
1: well, we'll have to swap it in someday. Uh, well, we will. Yeah, yep. it's just... It's, yep. it's okay. a really cool platform and expect... But the thing that kills me is when, like, Don't get me wrong. I understand when the super casuals, the people who are talking about now, like, they're just sort of like, I don't want to, like, embrace this platform. I don't get why the hardcore pinheads won't give it a chance. Yeah, that seems weird to me. It's not new. You know, P3 is 10 years old. Uh, The technology Mm -hmm. works. It's reliable um yeah it's different it's not like us i mean and you know keep in mind how many people bitch about the the difference in in stern flippers versus jjp flippers And like i own them both i haven't done any mods they're all fine they move the ball Mm -hmm. i have williams games they move the ball like but people insist oh man if it doesn't have that snappy you know Cheap stern feel, or if it doesn't have like that classic Bally Williams feel, like it's just terrible. And you know the the, the flippers on the P three are their own thing. Um,
3: yeah, uh, it's just something you, you have, to, have, get to, have to, to get used get to. I mean, like you when, have to be
1: ready for it. Yeah.
3: So yeah, yeah I mean, it's, the one the one guy in our league that has uh, so many Gottlieb machines at his house, they have a completely different feel than anything oh, else. Oh yeah, Gottlieb, Gottlieb
1: flippers are definitely their own world,
3: right? But it doesn't like ruin the yeah. game. It's just.
4: You know no, it's like it's, just it's part different. Of the game, it's different, yeah, yeah, and you accept it, you know, and play it's it it's like the driving way it a is. German
1: car versus driving an American car versus driving a Japanese car, They yeah, all do the right, same yeah. thing the same way, but they have their own personality, yeah, yep, yeah, so yeah, you know, just I'm excited about Princess Bride, you know the unfortunate truth is i don't know anyone who's gonna buy it besides me so that's probably the only way i'll ever get to play it (laughs) if i don't see it in the show so you know here's 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 hoping it's uh
3: that'd be sweet if they had one at a golden state you know there's
4: always the chance
3: they they might they might They, they bring that
4: p3 once in a while that's true they had it at golden They had the the final resistance there, and I was surprised. Yeah,
0: uh, unfortunately, Ace, it didn't work as well Ace, as it should have. It's Ace that brings yeah. it right. It's it.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's maybe, Ace yeah wow, wow. Those guys drive up from LA to bring that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: he's wow. the one who brought, we yeah, brought
4: weird. We're before. That. Yep, he brought he weird out last time. time. He sold yep. Jeff uh, 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 Legends, Legends of Valhalla. Of Valhalla. So yep. yeah, that comes Dan up. and I were playing he's when Shane. When, uh,
0: Shane. When he
1: he's a cool dude.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I hope he can hope hope he brings one up There's again. A lot of good games out now
0: are coming out that I hope make Golden State like uh like uh Pulp Fiction, because it's finally shipping.
4: That's what oh, I heard. That's right. Pulp Fiction is shipping finally. Still, it's just a standard one. edition, right? I guess. Is it has okay.
3: anybody played one?
4: No, I have not gotten to play one yeah. yet. I know we got three coming to Reno that I'm aware of. We've, two on location. We've got like four or five coming. Dude. Yeah, we've got yeah. we've
1: got two or three two or three league members are in on it for sure. And one is what is another possible. So yeah, we're we're gonna well. we're gonna be we're gonna be spoiled for, for the games. Uh the only people I know who have played it so far, I know Rick played
0: it and was not impressed. He did not yeah. like it He did at not all. like it at all. He didn't all. like it?
2: No. <laughs> really? Really? <No. No. laughs>
0: he, he did not say kind things. He said worse things about that than I said about... Uh, wow. Uh, was it Ninja Eclipse? No. No, 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 no. 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, I'm kidding. He probably like worse it. things than you said about...
1: <laughs> no, probably not worse things you said about Stranger Things either. Um, Yeah, pretty much nobody says worse <laughs> things about involving youth fans. Um, Who um, <laughs> does? Gosh, yeah. Scott, I know Scott played it and he really liked it. He's getting one, so he's excited. Yeah. Uh, and yep. I think Shannon might have and I think Shannon's still in on one. I don't know. Shannon's kind of been moving around.
3: Yeah, yeah, Shannon's still getting one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember that the Shannon did say he wasn't going to get a jaws. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he'll get it. Probably he will yeah, yeah, can. He a lot a of
0: people lot. are going to get it. Yeah. Nobody a lot, in our group lot of got got locations yet, I don't it. think. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: But uh I'm yeah. waiting for people. I'm waiting for people to to get it, but I don't know. I think it looks fine. I mean, I love the theme.
4: Play it, just play it, and you'll see. I don't know because you know me. some
1: of those OG kind of OG new G games I like. Like I really like Beatles, but I I wasn't impressed yeah. too much
4: with Bond. Although I liked it a lot better when I played Jason's.
2: Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm.
4: I'm hoping I'm hoping for good things. And the other thing too is. Um, if you like the shots on the Bond 60th, it's got that taste of it on Jaws. Oh, so,
1: man, I still yeah. want a
4: Beatles. I love that game. I do too. And they're going down in price. Beatles is great. Beatles is great. I agree with you on that, Dan. That is a great, great updated version yeah. of Sea Witch for sure. It's
3: for a, sure. Oh, Sea Witch is a terrible game, but Beatles rule. Beatles just <laughs> knocks it out of the park with that. You know, the weird thing <laughs> about Sea Witch games. is. And I, I I kind
1: of agree with you, Eric. Like, I like Sea Witch, but I hate the fact that the fun stuff to shoot on Sea Witch is worth nothing. But right. on Beatles, yeah. they made the fun thing to shoot, which is the loop, worthwhile. The loop. The loop. Exactly. Like, repeated mm-hmm. loops on that game are more fun than just about anything. But yeah, on Sea Witch, it's just like, yeah, shoot lots of drop targets and die.
2: <laughs>
4: and then you have that great... <laughs> jackpot shot behind the drop targets too which is which is innovative. not on Seawitch that's yeah. only on Beatles that's not that's on Witch. that's a cool yeah, right? shot
1: oh my gosh man once I figured out that the whole goal of that game is to shot. finish several songs mm. and then hit that shot like the entire Huge game parts. became a different experience a much more stressful
3: experience mind you but a different experience yeah the, sh- the shot isn't a John Lennon shot is it oh, sorry That's was you know, terrible could-
0: <laughs> heyo you
1: know they, they could put that sound right in Sorry. there, but uh, yeah. I
3: think it'd be frowned upon. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Sorry. That was apparently his last words were "I'm shot." Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You're a yeah, monster. That's <laughs> yeah, it's been like 40, <laughs> it's been like 44 years ago. Can you believe that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So if anybody's got uh, their, yeah. uh, and Yoko anyone Oda's in still Sacramento's
4: got their uh, Pulp Fiction, wants us to come over and play it, let us know. Yeah, no kidding. I I really I'm, I want to see all the hype. Or Princess Pride. Princess Pride, yeah, yeah. When you get it, Dan, I'll be there. I'll be at your doorstep <laughs> when you get it. Just Don't say hold no. your breath. It's probably gonna be a few months. Well, yeah. That'll so give me time to get there. So but I'll Final Resistance shows up.
0: There you go. That
4: I wanna try. That I want to get mind. over
3: to Scott's place and play his Stranger Stranger Things since he changed the uh, the movie screen material on his. He's Ooh. changed to that weird uh what's that stuff that he put on it's there? Just, it's like it's, it's like
1: better screen material.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it's supposed to make the images more crisp or something like that. Is it a a gray screen? I I think so. It made a huge difference. Yeah.
4: Is is it a gray screen? Like, uh, like the more, uh, up, like the, um,
3: media screens or is it, is it a white material? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was something, it was something where it's, I think it's like legitimate movie screen material okay. or something like that, but it's supposed to be a lot more, a better definition of the images. This is oh, what it's supposed cool. to be. I'd like you to see, see that. his
1: home theater, man.
3: It's unbelievable. He's got a nice setup there. Yeah. Cool.
0: So, yeah. Well, another good part, cause you know, we're just on the back end of winter. So all the shows are coming now. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I got, I got a quick list of just some shows and I'm only going up through Like June. Okay. Um, So uh, we'll start off with ZapCon 9 in Mesa, Arizona. And that's an arcade. That's pinball and arcade games. That's March 9th and 10th. Uh, TPF, man. Texas Pinball Festival, March 15th through 17th in Briscoe, Texas. We have the Louisville Arcade Expo, March 29th to 31st. And that's in Louisville, Kentucky. The Midwest Gaming Classic, April 5th through 7th. uh, That's in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Pintastic, and that's in uh, Marlboro, Massachusetts, April 11th through 14th. Um, Our home show, the Golden State Pinball Festival, May 17th through 19th in beautiful, sunny Lodi, California, uh, which... Uh, recent announcement: that They're bringing back Pinball University. Marco is going to be running I saw that. that. So look for look for updates on that. They have uh, both Saturday and Sunday. They're going to have seminars. So don't know what they're going to be yet, but you know, look for that coming soon. Um, we have. The it looks North- like they It like they were setting that. It looked like
3: they were setting that up in the uh, in the other building too, where they have the dinner. It looks yeah. like they're going to do yeah. the university stuff in there, which
0: is cool. That's where they did it before when they did university. So, yeah. Nice. So, pinball University, man. You have Camp Silverball. You have Pinball U. You know, they, you know, matriculate at Pinball University. Get a cool sweatshirt and a beer mug. It'll be great. So, um, <laughs> I know everybody's going to be, shut up. We don't have those. <laughs> well, know, maybe they'll have up. to have them now. Maybe They'll <laughs> have to have them now. It's like, I am matriculate. what would you go? Where'd, where'd you go? Northwest? No, man. Pinball. P-U. Pinball University. OPU. Oh, <laughs> so OPU. Oh, and if you know that reference, that's from an old Looney Tunes. Do you know which one? Uh, oh. One of my all time favorites. And they only did, these characters only did, for to my knowledge, one cartoon. Oh. The P-U. Dover Boys. Dover Boys. The Dover Boys. Tom Dick and Larry they were trying to uh-huh. rescue their sweetheart dear sweet Dora Stanpipe, from the evil damn backslide and they all went to Putnam <laughs> University, old PU <laughs> look it up on YouTube, it's a That's great funny. cartoon, it's freaking hilarious and uh, it's just one of those one off crazy Looney Tunes where you know the guys were drinking a lot that Friday or whatever and said let's do this and uh, and they did so um so okay, so back to the show. So after GSPF May 17th through nineteenth, beautiful sun load at California and Pinball University, OPU, um and Camp Silverball, um, we have the Northwest Show in Tacoma, Washington, June seventh through the ninth. Another great
4: um, show. That is a fantastic I, show as well. You,
0: you and Dan have been, and I've never had the privilege. I haven't been you there. You gotta go. It's on my list. It's on uh, my bucket list. It
4: always is right before school gets out, so I can never take off those days.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for yeah, me, I'm a little
4: too close to GSPF
1: to justify both, but I have in the past when it was closer to Pentagogo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, uh,
3: it's, it's, it's worth the trip. Lights are cheap. Yeah, flights are cheap to get up there, so. Well,
0: we're we're starting True. to get a lot more. Yeah, we're starting to get a lot more shows in May. So we have the Ohio Pin Fest, April 4th through 6th in Girard, Ohio. We have uh, May 2nd through 4th, the Allen, uh, Pin Fest in Allentown, Pennsylvania. The VFW Ann Arbor Show in Michigan, May 4th through 5th. That's uh, Clay Harrell's show. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to that one too. Um, and then we have the Quebec Expo, May twenty fifth through twenty sixth. So we've got, in just May alone, we've got GSPF Northwest, the the Allentown show. Well, the Northwest show is June seventh through ninth, but May. Oh, 5th, sorry. Yeah, sorry. that's okay. But it's right after that, so we got GSPF, Pinpest in Allentown, the VFW show, and the Quebec Expo. So, you know, throughout you know, North America, we got four shows just in May, just in May. Wow. Wow. Oh, but, uh, so we got some good stuff going on. Um, so that's a list of the shows, um, that are coming up that I have so far. And then that, like I said, that just, that just brings us into June and then we still have stuff in September, October and, uh, and December, even I believe November, December, you know, but um
1: i'm excited about yeah. show season this year man there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff to see
4: me too yes, yes. and i think i'm going to expo i think i'm gonna go to expo for yes i'm really really okay clean our, towards our our, i, I already revealed it to my wife so it's pretty much now i just got to go and book a hotel and get flights but do you know where, where it's going. gonna be this year is
3: it going to be uh,
4: up in Rosemont still or Chicago Expo? It's going to be in um, the same place in uh, uh, Schaumburg, yeah. Illinois. Okay. And, but, they, but they're expanding it by, I forgot how many square feet. It's going to be, it's going to be a good show. And I know Rob has been improving it year after year, but he said, this is one not to miss. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a really good show to go to. So uh, I'm probably going to go. And it's in my close to my hometown, you know yeah. only a few hours away, no matter so, what they
3: all they always have a good vendor area the vendor yes. the vendor experience at, at that show is always really good,
4: yes, yes, it's uh they're local
3: though you
1: can't
4: like yeah bring a bunch of stuff home and you carry on nope, nope, that's the only drawback, but yeah. um it's a fun show i like I said, I went there a couple of years ago and I really enjoyed it. I mean the the free play area was not as not as good as I expected, but it's improved since then because they listened to our feedback and uh, well, they are definitely improving mean, more. They, it
1: couldn't be any worse, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. It's changing, right? Because it was an industry show, and I think that now the industry yeah. is is the collectors. And so it's it's more yeah. it's more collector and 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 enthusiast or enthusiasts what I was looking for.
4: well, it's the collectors hanging out with the vendors. That's the vibe right. it is. It's right. definitely a vendor's show, but at the same time, it it has that Texas pinball Festival, Golden State pinball Festival vibe. And people are really cool and hang out. And the pinball Olympics, if you get a chance to go to that, you got to do that. That is that's the highlight of the trip every time I go. Well, it's the only time I went when I went to go do it, but I definitely want to do it again. It's that's fun. <laughs> it's a fun activity and, uh, just a great way to hang out with people and just totally cut it loose. It's great. So, yeah.
0: Well, I think that's going to wind up the show. So let's do some, unless you guys got anything with, uh, you guys got anything?
4: No, I think we covered what we wanted to cover today. I think yeah. I think we
0: covered everything. yeah. So, great conversation. Yeah. So I'm going to start out with shout outs and thank yous. Um, Mine are just to a couple other shows. Um, one still active, one archive. Still active show. Silver Ball Chronicles. Their latest episode is a, a, a Roger Sharp thing. and I was trying to listen to it in my work vehicle, and I couldn't do it because the sound just won't come up enough. That's not what I'm getting the shout out for. The prior two episodes were a series on Capcom pinball, their first episode, oh, nice. <laughs> and they did a really nice in depth on the history of Capcom pinball from when it first started to when they closed their doors, the games they produced, the people they hired, the stories, the Python adventures, you know, um, the things with Mark Ritchie going on, um, you know, and, and the the good, the bad and the ugly of it. Um, and then the second part was all based on Gene Cunningham, Illinois pinball rescuing, um,
2: you big know, bang bar. The Big
0: Bang Bar from the Jaws of Death. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a real nice in-depth on both of those. Um, so for newer people in the hobby that may not know these stories, um, definitely check this out. So Silverball Chronicles, and uh, you can find the two-part series on Capcom Pinball. Definitely worth a listen. Now I'm going to go back into the bag and give a shout-out to Clay Harrell and uh, this old pinball, TopCast those episodes are all archived go back and listen to them uh clay got everybody in the industry at the time pretty much interviewed you know Roger Sharp Steve Ritchie all those guys um but he got also he got i forget the woman's name who did the vocal work on um Xenon um, oh yeah right he got um Tom Oh God, now is nothing case escapes me. It's a great, it's a great episode. He was the marketing guy for Bally for years and he tells a great story. Um, his episode, his interview is really great. And he has a really neat insight to the history of pinball and marketing and licensed themes because he's the one who kind of kick started licensing themes at Bally because he was a huge fan of the who in the movie, Tommy and, uh, and he got the whole thing, cold ball rolling, really by accident. Um, like, I don't want to give it away, but really let Tom, oh, I'm I, killing the last name. But check out, check out TopCast, this old pinball. Check out those episodes. If you can find and, it, uh, listen be- to
4: the Python episode. Listen, this to old pinball. What is it called? This top old
0: pinball? Yeah, Topcast, this old pinball. Yeah. Look top it up. Cast, They're all archived. Listen, a few, a few real high points are, are, as as Dan said, the Python Angelo episode is epic. Uh, that one with the Valley the licensing guy, Tom, his last name escapes me. Um, there's many, many good episodes. Pat Lawler, Lawler was great Lawler's because
1: a, of the the or he said, you know, with Adam's family, <laughs> we drove the truck to the edge. I yeah, like that. We just drove it right
0: over. Over the, yeah. That yep. one episode, it's a three part episode. It's really good. Steve Ritchie, George Gomez, um, you know, the artists of the day. I mean, Hey, he had everybody in the industry on and uh, really worth listening to. So those are my shout out. Besides maybe DeMar, cool. is
1: anybody better on a podcast than Gomez. Yeah. Like he always, yeah. he always feels like he just lays it all out, man. It's amazing.
4: Yeah. Gomez brings it, you know? And Gomez makes great games. I'm uh, loving my bond and I can't wait till 1.0 comes out. Yeah. But
3: got to give a shout out to him. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I mean, I, I talked to him he's for a couple really
4: minutes. He's really cool.
3: Yeah. When, when I was, I went to expo in 2022, I think. And they didn't have a um, a Deadpool premium to put out on the floor. He brought his personal game out. Oh wow! They, yeah, and brought it out and put it on the floor. And I I talked to him for a moment when uh, I was playing, and he's like watching. i was like, "What the hell are you doing here? Get the hell away from me!" <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> you can't you can't make a coherent sentence when somebody's looking over your shoulder when you're working. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are you watching me play? Get out of here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, really nice guy, and just uh, the the talk he did with uh, with Gary when they didn't do the factory tours, they did a talk in the in the uh, meeting room that year. And yeah, mm-hmm. what a great what a great guy, what a gift to the industry, right?
4: Oh, he's he's
3: like so approachable.
4: Yes. He's just a really nice, down to earth guy. We're definitely sure. lucky to have him steering the uh, steering the bus of pinball. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, yep, yep, cool. Well, uh, I guess I'll go with shout outs. Um, Eric, thanks for being on the show. It's great to hear you on the podcast. I know you used to be on the roundtable discussion a while back Yeah, and, uh, it's great to have you here and you sound great and it sounds like things are going well for you. Um, I want to give a shout out to all you guys again. You know, I really enjoy, uh, um, having these podcasts once a month. It's perfect amount of time to talk about things. It gives a chance for, uh, uh, news to come out and, and, and talk about some things that appeal to us as hobbyists and enthusiasts. Um, and I'm going to give a huge shout out to Jason, uh, who always opens his home to people coming over to get to experience games that we never get to play on location. And, uh, it's just a blast to have him be part of the pinball community and have us all, um, have a great time hanging out and having fun and, uh, just opening all of his collection to everybody around the Reno sparks area. And he would even open it to people who came down from uh, Sacramento. So if you ever come down here, uh, I'll definitely let him know. But thanks, Jason, for providing fun for all of yes, us. He
1: listens. Thank you for the frequent invites, man. I can't wait till it's not winter and I can actually act on some of them.
4: Yep, exactly.
1: Yep. Um, you know what? I'll give my my shout outs now. You know, of course, you know, thanks to you guys for you know always being here and uh, making this whole thing possible. Uh, Big thanks to Eric for, for joining us. Always, always great to hear your voice. You know, thanks to the CCPL and our local competitive scene, the whole competitive scene up in Reno, Jim, all those guys, keeping pinball alive, doing, doing the work, making it happen.
4: And uh, yeah. And thanks uh, to add to your, sorry, but you're talking about the CCPL. Thanks Mike for uh, opening your home for the uh, winter cup. That was a really fun time. So thanks, and
1: especially you know, going back to Mike and the whole board. You know, uh, big thanks to the uh, Northern California Pinball Group because uh, it's just starting for them, baby. Big, big, big show this year. Big show, big show,
0: big show. Can't wait! Can't wait! It's going to be coming before we know it. How How many many days? days? Eighty-two days. Oh, or by yelling. the
1: time Mike Finner, by the time Mark finishes edi- editing this, you know, like 72, 75. <laughs> <laughs> 72.
4: <laughs> I don't think I have to edit much on this except, you know, a little bit of sound things here and there. But uh, <clears> yeah, anyway. Yeah. No problem. I'll get it done as soon as yeah.
0: possible. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'll just I'll just give a shout out to Dan and to Spencer and to Mark. Uh, you guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, I always enjoy doing these podcasts. Uh, it's good to talk about the games, just pinball in general, and just uh, what a great experience it is to be able to hang out with with people every other week and CCPL and and play some good games and just the camaraderie and the things that we come to expect and, and looking forward to seeing people and hanging out at Golden State Pinball Festival that we don't get to see very often and hopefully seeing some new machines. And also another thing that's really exciting is, there are so many more leagues opening up, at least in the Sacramento area. Um, the people that uh, I think it's the people that have flip that run flipper house are starting these, these leagues that run like every, every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays or something like that in Sacramento, there is a, there's a league that's a, it's a loosely organized thing. Um, I don't remember what it's called. It's something Silverball. ball, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just good to see more and more people wanting to play pinball and having people in the community that are willing to open their homes, like Mark and Dan were talking about, it just, it just helps build the community. And, uh, you know, there are three people in my neighborhood that have a freaking Godzilla, three within <laughs> <laughs> a block of me. So it's just, it's just really cool to see all these people with, with games that want to get into the hobby and they want to go to locations and they want to play different games and they get excited when new stuff comes out. It's a great time to be in this hobby, and and again, just thanks for having me on, Eric. Yeah, you don't, thank we you, don't Eric. talk
1: about other leagues on this podcast, buddy. You gotta edit that out. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we got we got the uh, CCPL and we got the Reno pinball. That's it. Oh, okay. No other leagues. None of those other janky Sacramento upstart leagues. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> no, actually, I,
1: I've really been meaning to get out there, and I've I've received invites. Hey, come out! You know, check it out. It's good stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I need to get out there sometime. It's just with with our leagues, it's just you know, I already do I already do a night every week. It's just hard to find the time.
4: But there's always more time yep. for pinball. Right? I'm the same boat. I had to, uh, yeah, I had to, uh, cut back a little bit too. I had a nice conversation with my wife. So I'm, I have to pick and choose now on the weekend. It's got to be either Friday or Saturday. Daddy, Daddy laid, the, laid the law down. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did. My wife's like, just but, get out of the house yeah. more often. Just, just, oh,
1: <laughs> isn't there a pinball? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh gosh. Right. It's cause, cause we're doing it at our house tonight. <clears throat> yeah, cool. that's coming. Well, that's our show for uh for February twenty twenty four. So um or February, March, whenever, you know. No hurry, Mark. Whenever you get to
4: I'm going to try to get done before February. Okay. So it's not
0: because yeah, it's like you got till Thursday. No, Mark, got four so, days, buddy. Yeah. So. I got
4: this. I got this. Okay. I got this. I can do it.
0: All right. So that's episode 62. Uh, of the spinners lit Pivot podcast. Um, you can catch us on our home, uh, at, uh, SoundCloud. You can catch us on iTunes, um, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Um, the spinner is lit at gmail.com and our Facebook group. Uh, what is our Facebook group address, Dan? I uh, just look up the spinner is
1: lit uh, podcast.
0: Pinball podcast on Facebook. Spinner's I don't lit know what either. Spinner is so. lit
1: pinball podcast. I don't know. http <laughs> yeah, w- 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 I- dot Pornhub.com.
2: <laughs> Don't really look that up. It's not at work. Just
0: put shark. Yeah, just and then just and then just, you know, forward slash ball eats, ball eats shark or shark, shark. Yes. got I want to see this deal. not uh, find anything that you want
1: to find at that address. Well, is that a subscription site? So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> members, <laughs> members only area. No. Uh, okay, guys. got the jacket. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, you got the jacket. You're good to go. Um, yep. Wow! You have snaps and buckles. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a out, kids. Play pinball. Keep America strong. Keep, Keep America strong. strong.